0: This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. It's Jake, your host. Today's episode is going to absolutely blow your socks off if you will get in the car and do a little bit of driving. I emphasize just a little bit because it's really not much. But we are up at Black Rock Mountain State Park, which is one of the most scenic, gorgeous views in the state of Georgia. I, I say that without the slightest shred of selling you something that it's not. When you get up to the visitor center, I mean, it's just, you just, before you even go into the visitor center, you're just going to stand there and, and look out at the vista, and it's it's going to take your breath away. If you follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, I told you I'd give you an inside scoop because you're listeners of the podcast. So, they have tent sites cottage sites, uh, backpacking campsites, all sorts of different things for any level of outdoors person you are, whether you're not really outdoors or you're like super granola outdoors, um, they've got something for you. So I asked them when we've wrapped up the podcast, what are the best sites for camping cottages, you know, what have you in terms of location, view, all that sort of things. So I'm going to give them to you right now, and that way, if you're going to go up there, which you really, really should, because regardless of where you are on the outdoor spectrum, you're literally 8 to 10 minutes from downtown Clayton, which has some of the best eating. Regardless of what kind of cuisine you like, you will find something that is going to knock your socks off in downtown Clayton. The tent sites, if you are looking for good tent sites, okay, number eight. Number eight is good because it's right next to, it's the closest site to the restroom. So if that's where you need to be, uh, that's a good site for you. Uh, Fifteen is good as well, as well as sixteen. And then really kind of forty-one through forty-eight on the on the upper side. Number twenty-one, if you can get campsite twenty-one, that is the one you want. That is that is the big money right there. Uh, great view year-round. The... Cottage sites, pretty much sites two through six. You've got the uh, Vista view over the town of Clayton, and then just nothing but mountains behind that. So... Really, really gorgeous views. That's your inside scoop. You know where to find us online Facebook, Instagram, North Georgia Life Podcast. You can email us for ideas for future episodes, North Georgia Life Podcast at gmail.com. You can always put a comment or something on social media to get that to us as well. And If you've got someone that you work with or somebody that you know that just needs to get out and explore a little bit, they seem like they're kind of in a rut or in a funk, share this podcast with them, tag them in an episode, and give them something fun to do on the weekends or with their family. Last thing before we get into this episode, the next couple months, I'm just telling you, I say this without the slightest shred of selling you short, are going to blow your ever-loving mind some of the stuff that we've got coming up on the podcast. You are not going to want to miss the next two to three months of what I've got lined up and it's probably going to be the best part of your year 2020 if you actually get out and and go to some of these places. So with that we'll get started with Black Rock Mountain State Park. Welcome to the North Georgia Life Podcast. I have a exciting episode. I think they're all exciting but I will say this one comes with an absolutely second to none spectacular view and is definitely something in our North Georgia region that if you have not been up to Black Rock Mountain State Park, uh, you are missing an absolutely beautiful part of the state and a treasure in our North Georgia region. So we are here today with Jessica James, who is the park manager. She is uh, recently here, but has been with DNR for, you said about 15 years? Yes, sir.
1: 15 years. 15 uh, years. So
0: Tell us a little bit about you, how you got here. I'm ignorant of what opportunities are around DNR when, but I got to think this is a pretty sweet job to get.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been with DNR for 15 years. Uh-huh. I got my degree from the University of Georgia in uh, Recreation Resource Management. Okay. Um, my last semester at UGA, we had to do a, a an internship, mm-hmm. and I just happened to have just gone to a uh, on a field trip to Tallulah Gorge State Park and uh-huh. got to go down to the bottom and watch the kayakers. And I said, that's what I want to do. And so I started my internship there in 2004. And then three months later, I was the clerk at Moccasin Creek. And then I went to Unicoi State Park as a naturalist, Then Tallulah Gorge as an interpretive ranger. Um, back to Unicoi as the recreation director. smith Woods and Hardman Farm. Mm-hmm. And then uh, back to Tallulah as the assistant manager. And now I'm here as the park manager at Black Rock.
0: Wow. You have probably seen... More of North Georgia and just the beauty of it than just about anybody.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. And some of the most beautiful places around. And I can say that even as long as I've been with DNR, I totally underestimated Black Rock. It's, to me, uh, the best-kept secret of Georgia State Parks.
0: Yeah, yeah. When you – literally, so I, I get up. We're the only two cars in the parking lot this morning because we're here kind of before anybody else. And I, I literally – I got out of my car and I turned around to the visitor center and I'm like, well, that view doesn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> nope, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, absolutely spectacular. So, were you always kind of an outdoors person? Um, what What made you choose that major in UGA? And is that for for that major? Is that is this kind of what you get that major for to go into somewhere into the state parks, national forests? Um,
1: yeah. So I my father was actually a counselor for juvenile delinquents. It was a wilderness therapy program that mm. used to be in White County. Okay. And so we spent a lot of time outdoors when he was off our hiking. And we, I grew up in Salty, Nacoochee. Okay. So we, we did everything we did was, you know, we didn't swim in pools. We swam in the river and mm-hmm. we did a lot of hiking and we just spent a lot of time outdoors. I was um, at the University of Georgia and initially my degree was going to be in middle school education. Mm-hmm. And uh, something happened with my advisor and I had just gone to Yosemite National Park, Mm -hmm. and I I thought to myself, I don't want to be on the 10-year plan at UGA. I'm just going to do the six-year plan. (laughs) And so after experiencing a wonderful, actually my first guided ranger hike at Yosemite National Park, I decided that's what I wanted to do. Wow. And like I said, I, I actually just yesterday taught a search and rescue class at Warnell at the University of Georgia, and since I walked off campus at UGA, I have worked with DNR, so.
0: Wow. That's pretty cool. It is very cool. That is a, uh, obviously, kind of a, this is a a rare industry, if you will, to be in, but to have gone through all of the different parks and all of the different kinds of positions at the park is really rare. Mm -hmm. Any particular position, just like super cool. Like they all obviously have different areas of focus and different levels of expertise in what you do day to day, -day, but anyone that was just like this is just super cool.
1: Well, obviously. All of them are, correct. Um, Tallulah Gorge is a little bit more exciting because of the rescues and just the the number of visitors. So Mm. compared to all the parks I've been to, the day visitation is pretty intense at Tallulah Gorge State Park. So while every day is different in any state park, Tallulah Gorge was a little bit more intense. Mm -hmm. And so I enjoyed Tallulah. The rescues, you know, after a while, you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the bottom of the gorge. But safety for our visitors is the most <laughs> important. So that was exciting. But, um, you know, for me, I knew early on that I was going to be a lifelong DNR employee. Mm-hmm. And so I've just been really methodical about mm-hmm. my uh, moving up. And, mm-hmm. and so because I didn't want to become a park manager my f- first three years sure. in. And I wouldn't have been qualified to sure. do it. So I've been very slowly about moving up because I want to be here until I retire.
0: Yeah. So ignorance question here. Is the rescue missions at Tallulah? Is that for people who miscalculated how many steps there are going up versus sometimes? Going down? Sometimes,
1: yes <laughs> they they are walking down and they they're you know caught up in the beauty of of it and oh, then yeah. they forget they have to walk back up and sometimes they don't eat enough or drink enough and yeah. it, it's just a little bit different than walking on a sidewalk a little or, bit yeah
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little bit <laughs> a little bit uh, I've done that a couple times and yes it's it seems like there's A lot more steps going up than there were going down. Yes, absolutely. All right, so this park, uh, I I really don't know as far as the size of parks go, but you're at just over 1,700 acres Mm -hmm. for Black Rock Mountain State Park, Mm -hmm. which is pretty expansive. I don't know if that's normal for a state park it seems like it's pretty big and you've got pretty much everything here you've Mm -hmm. got everything from hiking fishing camping you've got rv you know stuff you've got uh, tent sites that you can hike into you've got an actual campground type thing Mm so pretty much for any level of whether you're someone that wants to go glamping uh, as they say where you're not really camping but you're kind of out there versus somebody who wants to go like complete rustic tent going backcountry kind of thing. You've got everything in between uh, and some pretty good fishing around here, Mm -hmm. I understand. Yes. So talk us through a little bit about those things, the different features of the park and and kind of who they're they're geared for
1: okay so um we've also got 10 cottages and so they've got gas fireplaces and they have excellent views and so right now during this time of year um those are you know you can book those and just if you need a weekend away mm-hmm. um being being so high up i think people feel like it's so far away from everything but really we're only 10 minutes from clayton it takes longer to get off the mountain than it actually right. does to get to clayton but the camping um like you said we've got uh four backcountry sites that you can actually take your backpack and hike in in fact, in May, um, myself and a friend's volunteer, Hope, will be um, doing an all-women's backpacking trip cool. to get get people out. Um, we'll be doing seven miles. We, we won't be sugarcoating anything, <laughs> but um, I'll be in the back of the, the pack. I'll just make sure everybody's safe and go really slow. But so we do have the walk-in sites, great views, you know, and then of course we've got the 44 co- uh, campsites and they're small. So it is difficult for the bigger rigs to get up here. Mm-hmm. What we do find is that when people do make it up here, they stay for a week or so. Right. And it just feels like you're so far away from everything, but you still have the conveniences of everything. And so I think that's one of the things that i underestimated about being up here is mm-hmm. that you still have opportunity to do a lot and mm-hmm. um, of course we've got foxfire that's right down the road as well right and that's an opportunity for people to to experience what the Appalachia culture was you know prior to you know 441 running mm-hmm. through here so yeah we've got a little bit like you said a little bit of everything for everyone and um we've got you know, the James Edmonds Trail that's a pretty intense trail, but then we've got the Lake Trail that's just under a mile that's great mm-hmm. for kids and taking your dog out. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's a, uh, it's a sweet little park, I think, and yeah. it's a lot cooler, you know, so in the yes. summertime when people are looking for cooler temperatures, it's a great place to come.
0: Yeah. It's a little bit colder. <laughs> when I got out of the car up here, I said, oh, good thing I wore my vest today mm-hmm. because temperature's probably, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 degrees. It, yeah. Lower. Usually
1: eight to 10. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So can you give us a little kind of short history on how this state park got here? Like just kind of the backstory of how Black Rock started.
1: Well, that's a good question. I assume that the name is because of the, it was the name of the mountain uh, prior to us becoming a park. But we became a park in 1952. Um, and so we're really a relatively older park compared to some. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tallulah Gorge was established in the 90s. So
0: you're effectively pretty brand new in this position at, at this park oh yes December 1st um, December 1st mm-hmm. so only a couple months in, right so we'll give you a pass okay on good that. <laughs>
1: it's on my to-do list
0: so far being here what's your favorite part of what you do is this this is the first park you've been a park manager at yes uh-huh. okay you've kind of done all of the other mm-hmm. not maybe not all of them but a lot of the other functions uh-huh. uh, as far as the staff positions at state parks What's the best part of what you're doing now?
1: I really enjoy my coworkers. Um, they are they come from all different places, and they're just really fun to get to know. But I really like the speed of things here. Mm-hmm. So when you have a guest that comes in and they're checking in, you can get to know them. And um, even when they come in and shop, we have people that will come in and, and they spend 30 minutes in our gift shop and it's just fun to get to know people mm-hmm. and right now because it's winter time I I can chat and get to know them and I really enjoy the aspect of yeah. of getting to know both our my coworkers and our visitors
0: from the from the hiking trails around here What's a what's the shortest trail? What's the longest trail uh, that you have here in the park?
1: So we have a couple of small uh, trails, like the Springhouse Trail, that can connect you from here down to the Tennessee Rock Trail. And the Adahai Falls, um, that's a small waterfall. So a lot of people, I think, are expecting, like, your Hurricane Falls at Tallulah Gorge. Mm-hmm. But it's much smaller. So that trail is about a quarter of a mile. The most popular trail is the Tennessee Rock Trail. It's two and a half miles. And you get some great views. It takes you to the highest point in the park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the lake trail is just under a mile, and then the James Edmonds Trail round trip is about seven and a half
0: miles. Okay, and the lake that's here uh, is about, uh, what I read, about 17 acres, mm-hmm. and I assume you've got trout... And we
1: do. They do stock it. Of course, um, the Lake Burton Hatchery is under renovation right now, okay. so I'm not sure how frequently we're going to get stocked, but um, we still, you know, we have a lot of our locals and our visitors that like to go down there and just hang out and relax and fish. It's mm-hmm. um, The dam is really pretty just to sort of sit, sit on, um, and then we have um, picnic tables and um, campfire ring so mm-hmm. it's just a nice quiet place to hang out and i like it too because it's not all the way up the mountain so for people that maybe don't have a reliable vehicle they can still come enjoy the park without having to do the curves
0: right yeah yeah there's a few curves coming up the mountain yes. here mm-hmm. legitimately you are probably only 10 minutes from downtown clayton mm-hmm. Uh, but eight of those 10 minutes is coming up the mountain yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and even longer when it snows. So yeah, I'm, yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't even
0: probably attempt it, uh, when it snows, but in your short period here and we'll, we'll kind of tack in because you've only been here a couple of months, your time in, in DNR, any best memories from your time in the DNR and the park service?
1: You know, every park that I work at, I I when go on to another one. I feel like I'm never gonna you know have the wonderful experiences again that mm-hmm. I've had. So I think every park is so different that it's hard to come up with my favorite. Mm-hmm. But um, DNR is made up of some really wonderful um, employees, and whether it's a manager or a coworker or a subordinate, um, I just I really enjoy the people that I work with.
0: Yeah, and I, I would say from the I actually met somebody. At a career fair two weeks ago, and it's like everybody's cut from the same cloth. Right. Just very, very like minded, similar people, everybody real down to earth, super friendly obviously very passionate about what they do frankly it's kind of easy when you're in the North Georgia region because everything's so beautiful and you got such such great uh, parks and a great variety between the parks
1: yes it is there are some difficult days we get a lot of visitors you Mm -hmm. figure our busy season in North Georgia is going to be a lot different than the busy season in South Georgia because essentially from wildflower season through leaf season this is where everybody wants to be and if you think about our parks in North Georgia they're so close to Atlanta um, that it really gives people an opportunity in just a day to experience a completely different ecosystem than, than downtown Atlanta. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. The so I think the first maybe the first time that my wife and I came up to Clayton, we had actually come up for a restaurant. A friend of mine told me about Fortify uh-huh. in downtown. And this is somebody who has traveled all over the world mm-hmm. and His words to me were Fortify was one of the top five restaurants he'd ever eaten at.
1: Oh, absolutely. It's delicious.
0: And so we we literally, we drove, we came up for the day just to eat there. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's a great, it's a beautiful drive. It's it's, it's not difficult. It's pretty much a straight shot from wherever you're coming south of here. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much a straight shot. And... You know, you get good time to just, you know, talk in the car. It's pretty scenery. And then you get up here and you have so many things that you can do. The downtown area of Clayton has, you know, come a long way in the last 5, 10 years. It's really got some neat shops uh, that are coming. And then you've got places like this and just some of the local attractions that you can make a great, just quick, easy weekend getaway. And, you know, frankly, if something, you know, if you're parents and you're just trying to get away for the weekend – you're only gonna be an hour hour and a half max from your kids I right mean, you, you'd be able to get down to downtown Atlanta in under two hours right. from the top of this mountain right yeah so uh super easy um what's the uh, I just I wrote this question down because I was like you've been in this in this arena uh, uh for a long time what's the like craziest most, most wild thing that you've experienced could be people can be animals
1: Hmm, gosh, I don't know. I mean, apart from some pretty intense rescues, which I won't go into that, that'll be a whole other podcast for a different day. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Gosh, I don't know.
0: Anybody, um, tell you freaking out that there was a bear going through their, their trash can?
1: No. No, none of that. I mean, people were typically, you know, people, if they're afraid of bears and snakes, they're going to ask you that in advance. And Mm -hmm. I educate them on what to do if you see a bear Mm -hmm. or snake. I think for me that there's probably so many stories that, um, that at the time I probably thought, oh my gosh, things can't get any crazier. But, (laughs) but I have to say the most exciting thing for me actually was finding out that we had peregrine falcons nesting at Tallulah Gorge State Park in 2015. And you know, they're the fastest animal in the world. It's Mm -hmm. not it the fastest animal in the world was living at the park that I worked at. Yeah. And so I still find that amazing and surprising and wonderful and um, still will plan on going out there this winter to see if they're back at Tallulah. Mm-hmm. But that, that I care about the natural resources and balancing the natural resources and recreation because mm-hmm. I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. And so I, I was really excited that day to think that here we are a park that's got 600,000 visitors at Tallulah. And then we've got this wonderful, wonderful, great animal that yeah.
0: lives there so that's i have some level of of awareness but is are they still on the endangered species list no they are not they're not Mm-mm. okay no if someone is looking to get into this arena of life let's say they are you know they've got the explorer gene they're an outdoors person that you know the thought of being in an office in a cube Uh, in their adult career would would send them over the deep end what advice would you give them having the track record and the experience uh, and the work history that you have uh, that they could apply wherever they're at in life
1: I think the the most important thing is to actually it's two different ways to handle it if you're a new graduate I definitely think trying to get an hourly job or seasonal job at one of the parks is important and obviously trying to get the education to go towards that mm-hmm. if you're someone that's changing their career midstream I think volunteering initially mm-hmm. a lot of people have this very romantic idea that I'm that you're outside all day long and you're you know bird watching and you're you know <laughs> counting trees and you know doing these things but the reality is we spend a lot of time indoors mm-hmm. uh, for me I learned that early on so I, I knew that that's what it was going to be and then I've also learned that you've got to be able to step away that if you're in the office for a little little. little bit you 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 know you do have the ability to go out and I think that's I think that's what's important for people getting into the career is that you're not going to be outdoors all the time right but you can learn that balance over time and and when you live on the park so when you're a park manager assistant manager and even some other maintenance positions you have it's a requirement of the job Mm -hmm. so we always say that you know it's not really just a job I mean you're choosing a way of life right you know if I'm as the park manager even though I may not be on duty one night I still have that chance that somebody might call and need something from me. And that's a commitment for your families as well. Right.
0: So. right. You mentioned earlier that you have cottages mm-hmm. on the property. How do people go about uh, reserving those? Are they different sizes as far as bedrooms, bathrooms? And honestly, this is something that my wife and I and my business partner had been looking at uh, doing something Here in the spring and then again in the fall where it's just kind of a local retreat where Mm -hmm. you can kind of do a little planning, a little recreation, Mm -hmm. just, you know, go out to eat and stuff like that. One of the things that I love about this is there's people that know, but most people are on VRBO and Airbnb Mm -hmm. and these things are going to be completely off their radar. But these are really, I mean, this is what people are looking for. They're looking for the mountain getaway and just time to unplug and do some sightseeing, do some outdoor recreation uh, so, talk a little bit about what what those cottages are that people can reserve, and how to go about that.
1: Okay, so the easy way is to reserve any um, amenities that we have on the Georgia State Parks website. Or you can call 1-800-864-7275. So with the cottages, we have uh, three-bedroom cottages and two-bedroom cottages. Only two of them are three-bedroom. Okay. And we only have two pet-friendly because a lot of people do like to bring their, their pets yep. with them. So those are the three-bedroom and the uh, the pet-friendly. They go pretty quick. So when you know that mm-hmm. you want to reserve them, you should do that. And you can do that 13 months out. Okay. Um, the I would say that, and it's the same with the campsites, I would say that for what sets us apart from like your airbnbs is that we can also do programming things with you ah. so we could take your company on a guided hike um, some of us including myself can do team building activities where we um, kind of get you to work together through things and there's a small fee for that usually it's like 15 dollars per person mm-hmm. and it depends on the park but so here you're going to get a little bit more of a, the outdoor experience but there's also that programming element that you wouldn't get with
0: airbnb uh-huh. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I had no idea about that. That's why I ask these kind of questions. Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah, awesome. So if you're here for another 5, 10 years, Mm -hmm. anything you'd like to see happen, grow, stay the same in all of the different aspects of the park that you're involved with
1: well so i do plan to be here for at least five more years i think as far as i'm concerned i always want to make sure that the local community remembers that this is part their park too Mm -hmm. so even though we might have people coming from out of town and renting the the camping and the the cottages for the weekend that we still have things uh, special events and things like that that we offer back to the local community because that's Part of the reason why we're here mm-hmm. um, and so f- as far as f- you know my five-year plan I think that I just want to be able to at least maintain and then of course add more programming opportunities music concerts you know easter egg huts mm-hmm. um, wildflower hikes those sorts of things and for the last um, nine years actually we've been closed in the winter time and mm-hmm. this will be the first winter that we haven't been closed yeah. because you can see the temperature and so a lot of times it was a lot to have to d- with the snow and things yeah. like that but we actually have a salt bucket in now a salt spreader and Mm -hmm. we have our own plow so we can actually plow our road which helps still sometimes we have to close the the gates but we try very hard not to do that but yeah so my five-year plan would be to at least maintain what we have but also um, provide more for both our our local community and for our visitors so that when they come to to Black Rock they want to come back for 30 years more after with their families
0: yeah absolutely One of the things I like to do before we wrap up every episode is what I call the lightning round, which is a question that has absolutely nothing to do with anything we've talked about so far. It's not too outlandish. It's just going to date myself a little bit. So the subject uh, for this lightning round is called The Real Manimal. (laughs) And (laughs) so the question is, who was better looking in the prime of their TV series career? Tom Selleck as Magnum P.I. or David Heiselhoff in Baywatch? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Yes. Was it the mustache? I don't,
1: Is he I don't know. He's just better looking in general. He's better looking. He's taller. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I would go. I would go with that too. Tom Selleck seems like more of a man. David yes. Hasselhoff, Hasselhoff strikes me as more like a Hollywood man. Yeah, like a primper. Yeah, like he like, spends
1: a lot of time in front of the mirror. Yeah, I think yeah. Magnum
0: yeah. P. I can like chop wood and cut a tree down and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Tom
1: Selleck, hands down.
0: <laughs> okay, how do people find out about events? Do you have a Facebook page? Do you have an email list? How do people get? In touch with the park in terms of some of those events that you've got planned and coming up.
1: So we highly recommend that you start following our Facebook and our Instagram photos. Okay. We Our Instagram page, um, both of those have our events on it, as well as um, the georgiastateparks.org. Mm-hmm. And then you just click on BlackRock on the, on the map and it shows all of our events.
0: Okay. And f- you said you can reserve the cottages 13 months out. Uh-huh. Just guessing how far out should people, if they're coming to do some sort of tent camping, How far out should they be looking to reserve spots? It just
1: depends. If you're thinking about Memorial Day, July 4th, you'll want to do that as soon as you can because those book up. But the other ones, you know, I would at least give yourself two months just to be on the safe side. We have some great sites that are sort of prime and those Mm -hmm. book up really early. And for a lot of folks that have come here year after year, they know to book those early. So, um, you know, I I recommend, especially if you've never camped here before, come up for a day, you know, drive around. Um, All of Georgia State Park's campgrounds are site-specific now. So you can ride through write down the campsite you like and then you can Uh, go and reserve
0: it did not know that well jessica i know you got stuff to do and uh, i want to go look around a little bit so (laughs) i'm gonna let you go okay selfishly Uh, i will say also i don't know who designs your t-shirts and stuff at the gift shop but the best designs i've seen yet
1: oh here yeah thank you yeah
0: whoever is doing that you're doing a fantastic job it's worth just coming up just to go through and pick up a t-shirt in the gift shop yes Uh, they're really they're, they're, they're really well done
1: yes absolutely
0: well, cool. Jessica, I'll let you go. All right. uh, thanks for your time this Thank morning. Thank you. Have a great day. This is the North Georgia Life Podcast. Embrace life where you live.